All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to another episode of We Create Music TV. I am your host, B. Vaughn, and today we have my man, Grammy-nominated Core DJ Hershey. What's up, man? Nothing much, man. How you doing? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm good. I finally got, got a chance to get yes. out of here. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pleased to have you on the show today. Likewise. Really appreciate likewise. it. So... If you wouldn't mind, just start off with us talking about your your background. How did you kind of get started in this whole whole music world? Okay. Well, um, back in my day, uh, I called myself, or I used to call myself, the uh, Nick Cannon of uh, my age, meaning drumline. Mm -hmm. uh, so started in marching band, kind of raised some interest musically Okay. Um, back in high school, which um, at that time, I just kind of just creatively started thinking more and more about music expression and where mm. I can um, go to. So it started in marching band uh, where you have to learn how to read and play. And I took that instrument and changed it to turntables. Mm. And um, my first party back in high school was actually me just stepping in for somebody that had to go to the bathroom. Like how that works out, right? <laughs> you know, you know. Like, oh, I gotta go. Just can you can you keep it going? I'm like, oh, sure. Um, so, my first feel of turntables, it just kind of, mm. you know, different expressions, and um, it was actually the love of me watching how people react and dance, and that was back then when people actually danced. Oh, I remember. Yeah, you know, when we actually really truly danced. Yeah, you know, like we. Hey, see, you know exactly. Popping what and you I don't know what they're doing today, though. But I don't know. I don't know what this is. All they do is this. I don't know what this thing is. Miming that to us. I think so too. Yeah. But that's a different conversation. <laughs> that's a whole different. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure you out. You get what a good point two seconds out of them and they. That's you know, it. Now nah, we used to wear sweats back in the day. Man. Silk shirts. Turned Silk shirts. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> Got that right. Yeah, but um, that's pretty much it. Started that, and it was um, actually with DJ, and it was a confidence builder in my expression mm. of music. So it just opened my mind to that, and I just started, you know, being confident in myself and building upon that. That's what's up. Yeah. 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 So you went from being Nick Cannon. Yeah. Now Nick Cannon didn't know how to read music. Well, but, I know. but I'm glad you know how to read. No, no. How to music? Yeah, back then I did. <laughs> you know, if you don't use that skill set, <laughs> you know, you know that sometimes they say if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah, in this case it does. So I'm more of a uh, play by ear type thing, mm -hmm. um, and that's pretty much it. Plus technology change. Mm -hmm. um, now all you gotta do is press pads and stuff. Yes, yes. I, I appreciate that. Try to. Not do that. <laughs> I don't want to lose this. He don't want to do it, but I appreciate it because I don't know how to read music. Well, you know, and it's different. Like with the DJ world, I was in carrying crates, mm -hmm. you know, flipping through the library. Like this is what I want to play. Mm -hmm. Now everything is on your backpack. Yeah. So I do appreciate that. Mm -hmm. you know, I don't have to bring all that music anymore. Right. Yeah. He's, you can have it all in your in your computer and kind of use like a new mark. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. You got the controller. Everything is just. You could put everything in that one backpack and you could just keep going. So mm. technology is a crutch sometimes, but then it's also a tremendous help. Mm -hmm. So it all depends on where you land or where your era started in music. Mm. 
yeah, my era started way back in the day, but I didn't get into music until so, so much later. Yeah. And then, yeah, so I never really got into the, I mean, I had an MPC, but never really used it. Yeah. I, I went straight MPC. into hard, into software. Yeah. I had an MPC. Till I uh, tried to support a producer friend who um, <laughs> took it and uh, never gave it back, so... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Give it back. Come on, man. <clears throat> Ooh, that was a moment. Yeah. I mean, what was it, like 2500 Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Shame um, on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used it once. And it's like, oh, you know, I'm trying to get back in the game. And then I was like, all right, man, look. Do what you got to do. Give it back to me. Never heard from him. Dang. Never heard from him. So I'm assuming that, that this particular individual, whoever it may be, is is didn't really accomplish or achieve. So I guess not with that type of behavior. After a while, you know, and, and you will know this, there's certain people that you can trust and you can't in the mm -hmm. industry. And I've learned that certain people I just have to back away from mm -hmm. because it will change my mindset. Oh, yeah. And um, I don't want to be that typical angry black, angry mad black man. <laughs> Because, you know, this industry, it'll it'll taint you mm -hmm. if you're not careful. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, take it there real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Go into small claims court and take more money to do that. <laughs> small <laughs> claims court. <laughs> Just get the, the, the unit back. Just buy another. <laughs> small claims court. <laughs> Call Judge Judy on you. Right. Oh, my goodness. You're telling me we're getting to Judge Judy, huh? And this woman, how much she makes in this new show she getting ready to start. It's so crazy. Hey. Like for a judge, she makes that much. It's, it's unbelievable. I'm like, man. But my wife was like, but she's a TV judge, though. So you right, got to understand. It's, it's a different type of judging that she's doing. So they're going to pay her a different amount of money. I'm like, shipping advertisement is different. I need to be a TV judge or something. But anyway. <laughs> but uh, so talk, where are you originally from? Chicago. Chicago, right? Yes. yes. So talk about the music scene up in Chicago and how you kind of immerse yourself in that to expand your, 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 your DJ footprint. Well, um, Back then, again, this is when music was really created from the original um, start of it. Like, mm -hmm. you start from a producer who actually can play to an artist who actually can sing or mm -hmm. rap, <clears throat> and you're building from the beginning. You know, um, my DJ start of me was um, me getting to know a lot of record labels. That's when we had like at least 12 major record labels. Mm -hmm. um, I used to be a street team captain. Okay. We went with the artists and did the um, local promo tour. We went to the radio stations to push the record. When we went to do meet and greets mm -hmm. <clears throat> at you know restaurants or record stores when they actually exist. Mm -hmm. um, so just actually watching the business side of it um, created more interest with me in the music industry mm. where it's not just about the creation. That's the beginning. Right. You know, you got to have something to market and then the, the imaging, then the, when they actually had A&R, mm. you, know, you have an artist that can actually speak on a camera mm -hmm. to actually be able to express themselves where someone's not saying, what did he say? Um, because <laughs> that's pretty much yeah yeah so, I, I feel you on that and um and actually the funny part is is as uh, my wife and i we were headed here we were just talking about um how you've seen the industry from the beginning mm -hmm. like i remember usher when 
he was little. He was little Usher. You know, the first single that yeah. came out. And now, you know, the only people that know Usher, they know grown Usher. Mm-hmm. But I've seen the development. And when the industry back then, they actually had a guideline and process. Right which is what I grown to love mm-hmm. about it. So um, I got to know a lot of the radio personalities okay. in Chicago. Shout out to Mike Love. Um, he was actually one of my mentors as a DJ. Mm. So watching him, just being able to navigate through the industry, doing radio, mm. doing parties, um, doing interviews, um, keeping that, that commonality with the artist so you have a relationship with them so next time they're in town they're coming to see you that's right you know so it, it was about the politics and it was actually about the real love for the music mm. at the time they really 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 grasped hold of me because mm. um, I'm the type of person I'm reserved so I like to keep my private life private mm-hmm. but the public side of me is a whole nother persona mm-hmm. um you know, my wife's shaking her head right now. It's, <laughs> it's it's hilarious because it's still me, mm-hmm. but it's a different me. Right. So it's like a situational you. Yes. Yes. Right. So yeah. when you find yourself in a situation where you need to respond in a um, extroverted way, you're like, "I'm yeah. game in." Yeah. Well, you know, when it's like, "Let's go," mm-hmm. radio voice turned on, a whole different persona is clicked on, and it's a it's Hershey, right? Versus that other person, right? The government name person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that because you kind of see people do that. Um, I have a friend who uh, he was over my house one day, uh, and I, I think it was for like my birthday or something like that. But he came over, and he was just regular old himself. Yeah. But when he le- when when he left, he threw them shades on, <laughs> and he could tell he stepped right into his artist. Yeah. And it's like, wow, you could you could physically see that there was a transformation yeah. from him to his artist. We all have it. We all have we it. We all have yeah, it. Yeah, we I'm all. Sure once you get in the studio, you, you just transform. You just kind of hulk up real quick. Yeah. Well, mine's really, mine happens from a corporate America perspective. Because the way that I'm outside of work is not the way that I work. Oh, I get so, that. Yeah, so. But you have to have those sides. Oh, yeah. You know, because, you know, you can't. Not saying that you're ratchet. I've never known you to be ratchet, right? But you know, when you're trying to make deals and negotiate mm-hmm. contracts and everything, you can't. You know what I'm saying? And, hey, yo, we you know what I'm saying, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I'm trying to do for you, man. No, it's more you like, it's like, hi, Jim. Hi, my name is Brian. Today we're going to talk about. It. I'm like, yo, yeah, wait a minute. No, the corporate handshake. How you doing? Want some more? Let's have a seat. Let's talk. <laughs> yeah, let's talk. Let's commiserate. Hey, like those people write the checks. They're clear. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that goes to like just being adaptable to your situations yes. and your environment that you find yourself in. A lot of people don't know how to do that. Yeah. Sometimes they just go full fledged ham into just themselves <laughs> and don't realize that sometimes the behavior that they are exuding doesn't fit the situation that they find themselves in. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't realize that part. Like, I've always used this uh, example, Little John. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see the artist, Little John. He done summarized his entire career off of three words. You're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Okay. That's it. But he can be in a corporate mm-hmm. meeting room and have a very well conversation to negotiate his situation. Mm-hmm. 
He's very intelligent. Dude. Yeah, Dave Chappelle kind of kind of gave us an insight into Lil John's right uh, perspective. <laughs> but you know, people that see that they think that's the full fledged joke, right. but that's reality. That's reality. That's reality. Yeah. So I mean, he's still living off that. I mean, just think about it. You can change your entire career to make millions off of one word. Mm. Who would have thought of it? It takes a genius. It takes a genius. Just saying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Lil John. Shout out to Lil John. <laughs> yeah. So then you you were in Chicago, mm-hmm. doing your thing in Chicago, and then you eventually made the transition down to, to ATL. South side of ATL. So it, it's funny how that ended up happening. So, um, you know, you go through those times in your life where you're trying to figure yourself out. Mm-hmm. Um now, with my music career starting in Chicago, some of the politics was very, very close niche. Mm. You know, um, only a very low percentage was allowed to kind of get in there. You know, you mm-hmm. had to be part of that clique and everything. And um, I did realize that. So I started traveling more mm. to ATL back and forth from Chicago. So I actually did that for um, 10 years Wow! before I actually moved permanent. Mm. And that was just to kind of build, you know, your relationships and your network. Um, And surprisingly, sometimes you have to leave your hometown in order to get noticed and Mm. realized. And then they'll realize that, oh, okay, well, maybe you got something. And then after you kind of build that network and all of those... um, responsibilities in another city then they kind of want to grab hold of you and then they'll accept you mm-hmm. but it's kind of like after that you know i was trying to hey you know this i was is trying to do it then yeah i was trying to build it here and home mm-hmm. and create my city and everything but they don't well you know what you got your situation i got mine it's mm-hmm. it's like okay and then if you start building your situation and mm-hmm. it becomes a brighter brand and they then they want to attach you right and it's kind of like uh, Right. I don't want to feel some kind of way, but yeah. So, do you kind of feel that's a that same type of culture exists here in Atlanta? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it exists here. Um, however, one of the things that you do see is that you actually have people that have a brand mm-hmm. that is not as legitimate as they portray it to be. Ooh. So you have mm-hmm. to do your research first. Do your research first. Because um, me personally, I move more like a sniper list, like mm-hmm. an Uzi. You know, I don't want to be a part of everything. Mm-hmm. I want to be um, connected with people that are actually doing something like you. Right. You know, I, I know people mm-hmm. that actually have a, a focus and a goal. Right. And they have a certain brand that they're trying to portray. Mm. I'm not ratchet whatsoever. Um, which I tend to link with people that are such. I'm not saying that ratchet's bad. I'm just saying it's not me. <laughs> it's not me. I want to deal with something that you know more identifies with me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think that's the thing that people really have to come to terms with is one: you can't be around every every person. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that certain aspects. I know what works for me mm-hmm. and I know the type of people that I want to be around and the right. environments and situations I want to find myself in and is not knocks on anybody. Right. Well, I don't want to be in the studio and I'm going to say it. I don't want to be in the studio. Where everybody's smoking weed and drinking all day. 
Like, I don't. That's just not the, the type of it, it, situation I want to find yeah, myself in. It handicaps right? me. You know, so I, I totally understand it. But again, if that's what you do, that's fine. That's fine. That's what I'm you not do. judging you, and, and you know, and that's your thing. However, right. when it comes to me, I can't. I can't be right. in that environment. So right. that I get it. I get it. You know, mm-hmm. I have to have those corporate meetings. Yeah, I gotta have those corporate meetings. You know, and then you come in. I gotta go to work the next day. What is that? And you know, Hershey come up in there and he's smelling. You know, it's on your skin. Oh, kind of. Man. Oh my goodness, in your head. I find. That. I mean, well, you know. Those ball guys, we ain't got to worry about that. But I don't know. It, but it, it gets on you. After a while, yeah. It'll stick to you. But um, again, it's just learning to respect the differences. Just mm-hmm. as much as I respect you for that's what you want to do, that's great. But respect me right. that that's not what I want. That's right. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes. But, you know, I, I kind of think that's a stigma within the industry in and of itself. Is that, well, if you want to get with this major artist or this major producer, then you yourself have to kind of conform to their expectation. Yeah. Um, I rebuke that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Again, uh, and, and it's because, you know, you and I started in the industry where we seen it form. Mm-hmm. It didn't start like that, mm-hmm. you know, and I've seen some actual very creative individuals come up without that Mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it to you know push it right you know so I, I do realize that and honestly I think that's probably why we get so many watered down music now mm-hmm. because it, it doesn't take too much thought to kind of create a lot of things that are out there right mm-hmm. um, so that again that's just my personal you know some of the things some of the music that is out there I'm okay with it, and it's mm-hmm. nice to have it every once in a while. Like uh, the rapping Duke, Duh, Duh, Duh. That that was. Duh. I remember the rapping Duke. You see what I'm saying? Yes. But it was fun. It, it was, was fun. fun music. It was yeah. for the time, mm-hmm. but it's not every day. Yeah, I, I couldn't listen to rapping Duke every day. And that that's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Now a lot, a lot of the music today, and no knock against any any of them. But oh, I'm knocking. Oh, we he said he knocked. <laughs> but um, I think that's why I gravitate more to artists who have uh, clear messages that they are trying to portray within the industry, uh, which is why I gravitate to J. Cole and Kendrick and yes. you know artists like that. Yes, um, because of what they stand for and what they represent. And granted, I mean there are artists out there that I listen to. Like I'm getting more into the baby. Yeah. Right. So I, I got to there's too many babies out here. So <laughs> babies. Little baby, duh baby. Uh but just, so duh baby. Um I've just started really listening to his his music and kind of yeah. what really prompted it was when um, J. Cole did Under the Sun. Yes. And he had the baby on it. Yes. And I was like, "Oh." And then when he was rapping, I was like, "Ah, oh, okay." Uh-huh. Like this is a younger generation dude, but that's really bringing something to the table. So let me listen to what he got to say. Which is not that is like one of those creative things mm-hmm. that you're drawn to. So now he's then stepped into another demographic mm-hmm. that the average artist wouldn't. Right. So, yeah, I, I'm all for that. I love it. But again, it's mm-hmm. a time for a certain things and it's time for nothing. Like what happened to designer? Who? I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Panda, panda, panda. I get it. Um, but like, I mean, like artists like that. We have like to designer or Lil Uzi or um, what's the other guy? He had the, it was like purple. 
Oh, the one who went to jail? Oh, did he go to jail? See, I don't even... We were talking about Fruit Loops earlier. He had the Fruit Loop colored hair. Yeah, he had the Fruit Loop colored hair. Yeah. He's um, he's locked up. Is he still locked up? Either way, I think so. But, you know, you got a lot of artists looking for him because he's got information that he's trying to... No, no, not um, not 6 9 Oh, okay. No, not him. Uh, I'm talking about... So there's um, so many of them. <laughs> he had the Sprite commercial. What's his name? I don't even remember. <clears throat> That's There's bad. So That's bad. Which brings remember. us to the next thing. We had artists that had individual original brands. Right. So when I say Run DMC, you know exactly who I'm mm-hmm. talking about. When I say Kumo D, you know exactly mm-hmm. who I'm talking about. Will Smith, LL Cool J. When you start mm-hmm. talking about these artists, they had their own sound, their own brand, their mm-hmm. own look. Now we can't tell who's who. Which is why I can't remember his name. <laughs> Which is <laughs> why I can't. I don't know. Now, I was talking to somebody else on the show, um, Steve Chase. Make sure you go check out the Steve Chase interview. It was It's on our channel at this moment, so make sure you check it out. In the interview, we were talking about the progression of music. Mm-hmm. And he, he's around the same age I am. And we were talking about that we got to see it from the beginning to where it is now. And so we've seen the evolution of music, you know, we were there when Run DMC, LL Cool J, Kumo D, Curtis Blow yeah. got started. Yeah. And I mean, and we've seen the progression from there into our Wu Tangs and our Nellies, yes. and yes. Uh, you know, though even from a down south perspective, uh, a West Coast NWA. I mean, we got to see the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. And it's just been a wild ride with 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 music. And the evolution of music. So I was talking to somebody, uh, Truzy. I was talking to Truzy on our on the show, and I asked him the question. And I'll ask you the question: <clears throat> Do you believe that when I say we, I mean the hip hop culture mm-hmm. have allowed hip hop music to evolve to where it is today? If there was nothing in there to kind of deter it from evolving into something it may not have eventually evolved into. So did we kind of allow this to kind of happen and just let it just evolve into it without giving it true oversight and accountability? Well, first of all, I decipher the difference between hip-hop and rap. Mm. Okay. Hip-hop has a message. Mm. Okay. And it has an energy and a sound to it where when we were talking about a Kendrick Lamar, um, that's hip hop because there's a message. There's something solid that, you know, there's a reason why he wrote what he wrote and it's understandable because he wants to make that message clear. Mm-hmm. Rap sometimes, it it varies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, um, I mean, if you think about it, some of the rap artists, they're not actually rhyming. Sure, some not even on beat. Barely. Barely. But, no, they will say... The, the last word of this first sentence, every other sentence, so mm-hmm. it makes it sound like they're rapping. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was walking down the street, A, saw something over there, A, because they're saying A, 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 A at the end of every mm-hmm. line, they think they're rhyming. But, mm-hmm. um, but back to your question, I differentiate the difference between the two. Hip-hop is still there. Um Great music is still there. Unfortunately, it went underground because the business took over. Mm-hmm. You know, 
um, the business kind of overshadowed the actual creativity of the artist. Mm. And when it came to business, they're just seeing what people are gravitating towards. And that's what we have, what we have. And the business guy, they're, they're not letting the, the imagery that we want to portray mm-hmm. to come to surface. They're mm-hmm. saying, well, Kendrick Lamar sounds good. But if so-and-so keeps talking about twerking, tricking, and doing all of this stuff, we see a lot of people that wants to pay for that. So the business kind of took mm-hmm. over, which is, to me, it was a bad thing. Um, and that's why I say that. Mm-hmm. It's, hip-hop and rap is two, diff- two different things. Two different things. Yeah. So uh, let me ask this, this question then. <clears throat> In in relationship to to that, you know, we started to see people on social media and on different platforms talk about creating coalitions and creating unions mm-hmm. so that we could then take more control. How from your perspective, how effective do you believe that those coalitions and unions would be against the the machine itself? Well, actually I think it's very effective. Um because it's all about owning your rights and your masters. Right? Mm. You yeah, they're right. Create your own situation. It's allowing you to control that. And for some of the deals that you might sign up to, like right now, we got Megan Thee Stallion. Megan Thee Stallion. She's having a huge issue trying to get out of her current deal. Mm-hmm. And I'm quite sure at some point she was actually looking at the numbers and saying, mm-hmm. why don't I have this chunk? Right. You know, versus what I was actually getting. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm quite sure she was getting a nice size paycheck, but she's seeing what was missing. Right. Started second guessing the deal. Um, but when you have your own coalition, you have that control factor. Mm-hmm. And especially we were talking about technology again earlier, that allows you mm-hmm. to have that control factor because distribution is not like what we knew back in the day. Right. You didn't have to count on a, a record label right now to get everything out. All you have to do is put it on Spotify, iTunes, and, mm-hmm. and all these other YouTube channels, and people can pull it from there. Right. So <clears throat> you can control your own distribution at some time. So independent artists have a huge, huge benefit right now with mm-hmm. the technology versus when we saw the game growing up. You couldn't go in your basement and press a million records if sure you wanted to. You know? And that was the only way to get the music mm-hmm. out. Right now... You make your track, all you got to do is press one button and it'll go to so many different platforms. You can make your own money. So these coalitions, as long as you have a great product, mm-hmm. it's a huge benefit. I mean, I'm part of the core DJs. Same thing. Right. You build your brand, but now you have to build your brand to mean something. Mm-hmm. You still have to target a demographic. Mm-hmm. You still have to have some type of uh, idea where you're going with this brand. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. a good benefit. I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Sure. And one of my favorite um, <clears throat> actors, comedian, uh, Rodney Perry, you know, at some point you have to create your own platform, like mm-hmm. what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. You have to create it because sometimes you could sit here and you could talk to another TV producer, another um, investor and everything mm-hmm. and get a uh, try to get them to understand your vision. By talking to them, they might not get it and they say, you know what, maybe it's not for me. Right. You create it yourself. And it's like, oh, now I see what mm-hmm. you're doing. Let, let me jump on. It's like, well, I got it now. <laughs> I'm good. I'm That's good. right. 
So speaking about creating things on on your own and kind of showing people uh, your own creative side, mm-hmm. you created Kiss Radio. Yes. So talk about how that came to fruition and what your mission is with with what you're currently doing today. Okay. Well, um, Kiss Radio Show Live, it was um, since 2000, um, where I was actually a part of the same when everything started, mm-hmm. uh, where internet started to be a big thing. So again, I was, I tell my age, you know, I was back in the day when you had to log on, you heard a beep, <laughs> and go through all. Oh yeah, that AOL handshake. Yes, yes. You got mail. Yeah. Um, you had to do all of that in mm-hmm. order to get on the internet, and I've actually, I I have to thank God first of all that He's given me the ability to kind of seeing things mm-hmm. and where they can go. Like um, I can look at you and see that you know what you got something, you got a brand, you can do this with mm-hmm. it. Um, when it came to the internet, it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. So um, this is when I was still back in Chicago. I used to, um, well, I actually signed up with this company called Windy City TV. Mm-hmm. Kind of similar to what you're doing. Um, I brought my idea to that platform to get it out on the internet. So I was the very first internet radio show to hit a million listeners online and do live chats. So the whole premises of Kiss Radio Show was to build a bridge between independent artists Mm -hmm. and major um, terrestrial radio. Mm. And with record labels as well, because um, again, I mentioned I've done a lot of um, team captain for record labels, right. and I saw something was missing. Because without that street team, you were not getting the the ears mm-hmm. that you needed. Sometimes I don't know how many times I would sit there with a program director saying, "Hey, this is the next hottest thing," and they go, mm. <laughs> "Not for us." You know, you'll get a million no's and maybe that one yes. And then sometimes that one yes may not go as far as you would hope. Right. So what's that in between? What what do you do? Do you just stop there? Or do you continue pushing on, you know, go to different states and try it in different mm-hmm. states? Um, I thought of KISS Radio Show as the bridge between. So in most cases, program directors, they need to have their ears out in the street. Right. And in most cases, it's by the DJ. Mm-hmm. That DJ that has a controlled market, they have certain ears um, in certain venues. That's how they get to hear what's being mm-hmm. put out there. If the artist doesn't go to the, you know, the radio station, do music Mondays or whatever day that they um, take time to listen to right. it. So what I end up doing, me as a DJ, first of all, every DJ wants to be the first DJ to put great music out because they want to be that one. Mm. that's able to push it right right so additional to club which you know after a certain amount of years in the industry i kind of grew out my club stage mm. you know you start seeing the same thing fights all that stuff you're like oh i gotta get out of here mm-hmm. um i created the radio show where it allowed independent artists to have that bridge and to get more listeners than they would normally have on their own. Wow. I got a larger span of listeners. 
So if I like it, then we'll put it on. You know, our, our committee will sit there and they'll go through everything that we submit, mm-hmm. and we'll and we'll we'll um, make a decision what we feel like it fits the platform and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's not that we'll just accept it or reject it. We'll actually give some type of um, guidance. Okay. You know, maybe too loud. Maybe need some engineering. You know, did you get your records? You know, because now mm-hmm. if you play it, this comes up. It's not your record. It's not going to help you. You know, we mm-hmm. give some guidance to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, <clears throat> it's to assist the artist trying to get to that next level. So starting in 2000, um, as I mentioned, and it's, it's grown. So from my transition from Chicago to here, I kind of rebirthed. The brand, okay. which it actually took some time because I actually wanted a solid team to be able to represent the brand well. Right. You know, you, you don't want anybody that you don't feel that fits on your team to kind of mess things mm-hmm. up for you. And I finally have it. You know, uh, my co-host and wife, Vassir Serrano, she's amazing. She's known as The Voice. It's like waking up to Siri every morning. So The Voice is for real. Um, but she has other voices in her head, which is funny. Uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, and then I have uh, uh, comedian Cornelius George, okay. which he is an amazing artist and comedian, and he loves music as well. He supports all of his his endeavors in this platform. Mm. So we came together as a team, and it just you know it made the brand so much much better. Wow! And um, I, I salute my team. Hey, shout out to the team. Yes. Yeah, it's nothing like having a, a very competent team with you. Right. Now, I don't want to say behind you, but a competent team with you that can help push your vision and your, oh, your yeah. dream. I've learned over the years that sometimes people don't want that because it kind of takes, takes control away. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen and been in certain situations where it's like, yeah, let's, let's partner up together. We can create a producer team or we can create a songwriting team or whatever, but mm-hmm. certain things start to get in the way. And yeah. it's like, you know, wait a minute, this is, this is, this is my, <laughs> your baby, my thing. <laughs> and you want to tell me, you know what I can just do. And so some people sometimes don't take that, that leap. Now there's, I believe there's a difference between collaboration <laughs> and truly partnering with a person where you are both, walking together in tandem to build and create create that vision. I think you might want to say that for the people in the back that didn't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only saying that is because I, I totally agree with mm-hmm. you because um, there's a difference between collaboration and partnership. Right. Um, especially like your your thing that came out of your head, that's your baby. You mm-hmm. have a vision for where how you want to raise that child. Right. Um, which entails certain people being involved and certain people not. Mm-hmm. But then um, we had talked about earlier allowing certain people inside the circle. Mm-hmm. You 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 have to be selective because you have those that want to attach to you, and their intention is to take over. Right, and, and that ain't happening. <laughs> See how you look like yeah. that ain't happening. Letting you know that, which you're entitled to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you think about any other business that is out there. They have a hierarchy, right? You know, and everybody want to be the boss. There's nothing wrong with that, but you have to learn to play your position. Mm-hmm. 
you know, there's certain things that you involve. Like with my team, I don't, I've never said I'm the boss. This is what I want to do because everybody's so competent in what they do. Right. I mean, I couldn't do what Vassir Serrano does. I couldn't do what Cornelius George does. It's part of building that team. Mm-hmm. And when you allow them to be them, it it, it just benefits. So the mm-hmm. thing is, it's like you have to see that in that person in order to benefit their brain. Right. And, and it doesn't come across as a, uh, what you say, a democracy. It's it's just it's a well groomed partnership. That's right. Yeah. So I, I agree on that. That's yeah. I mean, it, it takes a uh, <clears throat> a great leader to create a high performing team. So in, in my day to day job, that's what I do. I do. Everybody who watches the show. I, I kind of talk about it all the time. But I do uh, organizational development and leadership training oh. in my actual real corporate America job. And part of that is helping. Leaders within our organization create high-performing teams, right? Mm-hmm. And so, part of that creating of that interdependence with the team is making sure you have competent people, yeah. But also competent people who can do things you can't do. Yeah, you got to talk further than this. It's, it's you know what I'm saying? Like, because I know there's certain things that I can't do, right? And I look for people who are able to fit that, so that I miss whatever I'm missing. They can feel, and where they're they're missing, I can feel, or maybe somebody else can feel, which right. creates a very well-oiled machine and and team. I agree. So I want to talk about what are some of the challenges that you face just within the music industry itself, but specifically with with Kiss Radio? Um, I think one of the major things is being underestimated. Mm. Um, Came from a very strong industry background and because I'm building a platform, some people may see that I may not know what I'm talking about. And now, this is the uh, caveat to this, right? Mm-hmm. They ask me my opinion and my thought. And I only give it if it's asked. So when I give it, it's like, oh, okay. Thank you, but Okay. And then sometimes they may use it, sometimes they don't. And um, I got to tell this story. One of my Chicago experiences, I told you I used to work Mm -hmm. for this um, company where we did record label um, promotions. Right. All right. Um, Back then, this individual, and I didn't know who it was at the time, they came up to me and said, Hirsch, hey, if you could put one of the hottest singles together, um, what would you do and who would you get involved with? I was like, oh, okay. Um, well, you know what? There's this hot producer out here in Chicago. He's making a name for himself right now. Um, he's been pushing a lot of music and everything. And he's almost underground, but he's working with one of the, of the biggest artists, No ID right now, that's doing no some ID, big things. Man. Right? Mm-hmm. And well, you mean No ID? I was like, no, there's an artist that he's, there's a producer that he's grooming right now. That's yeah, doing some major music. Mm-hmm. And they were like, who are they talking about? It's like his name is Kanye. Mm-hmm. And they was like, who? Like, you gonna hear you gonna hear about him later, but he's he's being groomed by no ID. And it's like, okay. It's like, well, who who else would you do? Now me being homegrown, I wanna put all Chicago people together. Right. Right? It's like, well, I'm big I'm, i love music that have a hip hop artist. And an R&B artist, mm-hmm. you know, because you take those dynamics, put them together, it sounds great. 
And I was like, well, you got to put Twister on. Mm-hmm. Got to put Twister on. I mean, nobody can rap like him. It's like, okay, okay. But you think they will mesh? I was like, yeah, definitely. They both have the same energy. It will work. And then I would put Jamie Foxx on the hook. I was like, Jamie Foxx? Now, back then, they only <laughs> know Jamie Foxx as a comedian yeah. on Living Color. Right. But I was like, have you ever seen his skits when he's right. on the piano just singing? And it's like, the dude just blows. Right. He was like, oh, okay. All right, I have to. Uh, okay, whatever. Year later, everybody knows the song. Comes out, and I'm sitting in my living room. I'm like, did he just dip? Yeah. It's my two way. That's when we had two way. You know, so back then was my aha moment that mm-hmm. I actually have a talent, and I had to learn to shut my mouth because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, as well as putting it out there, I never negotiated my part in putting that together. Wow. So that was the business side. Right. That I had to learn. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, find out, you know, at that time, there was the manager that was representing some of the people. He shame happened to be in managers. a role. And as a manager myself, shame on the managers. I'm just saying. I mean, I, I get it. But you should have brought me in on that one. That's right. Same. Yeah, that's so funny, man. Cause <laughs> Jeez, I could be living different right now. <laughs> because I came home, what was it, like two days ago? A couple of days ago. And um, my wife was talking about this video that Jamie Foxx put on Instagram of his daughter singing. Yes. And he I was like, yeah, wait a minute. But I'm like, wait a minute, but you're Jamie Foxx, though. But then she was like, but you realize most people didn't know that Jamie Foxx really could sing. They only knew him as a comedian. As a comedian. And so my son, he was like, you know, the comedian. I said, no, Jamie Foxx really, truly can sing. So I ended up bringing one of my favorite Jamie Foxx performances. It was he did the Brady Bunch <laughs> as all the different <laughs> yes, impersonations. Yes, yes, yes. But yes. he killed every aspect of it. Exactly. Because he has that amazing, amazing talent. And I love how Jamie took that approach is that, yes, he was a comedian. But he knew he had skill sets in different areas exactly. that he wanted to explore, and he found ways to to do that. Sometimes you have people who are super talented in certain areas, but don't they don't push themselves to go explore that side of them. Yeah, and I commend Jamie Foxx on on doing that. I agree. Yeah. But but yeah, but back to no ID is a, is a beast. Oh um, man, still. Yeah, I have I have a friend who lives in Chicago, whose sister his sister lives in L.A. And it was so weird. I'm going to tell the story because I was teaching a, a leadership development class that he was in at the company that okay. we worked for. And in that class, I was talking about going to ASCAP, to the ASCAP Expo. Yeah. And he was like, you're probably going to see my sister right there. I was like, cool. I don't know. Right, right. I'm like, who's that? <laughs> he said, her name is Kay Fox. And I'm like, Kay Fox. I was like, I don't know if I know Kay Fox. Mm-hmm. He said, she does, he, she does a lot of work with J. Cole and Kanye and Common. He said, you've seen the, the Dreamville uh, short film they put together for um, J. Cole's um, For Your Eyes Only? I don't think I've seen that. I said, yeah. He said, my sister is, the, is the, the lady who's singing in the video. Oh, wow. I was like, I've I watched that probably 20, 30 times. Right. Never knew who she was. And so he, he kind of made the connection between us, uh, her and I. But I was just like, wow. You never know. One is you never know who you're going to meet and when you're going yes. to meet them. Yes. Because he's good friends with no ID. And I didn't even know that. You never know the connections between you, the people. You, the music industry is so 
tight knit and it's so small. Man. You know, I can know you, but you could know all these other people that I probably know maybe one or two people out of that. Like I had a guy on the show, we didn't realize that we had a connection that went back ten years. Oh really? I get it. Yeah. I get it. You you never know. You never know. Never know. I'll tell you, it's um, one of those things that you you really want to be careful on who you build and who you break. Mm. Um, you know, one of my favorite uh, sayings that I say when I close the show is um, be aware of your domino effect. You know, because you could um, call somebody out by their name, but you don't know who they know, mm-hmm. which could either help or hinder you down the line on what you're trying to to build. Like mm-hmm. One of my first aha moments, um, late great Gerald LeVert, he was my first producing um, opportunity. Wow. Um, I did a remix with the um, track he said, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Which made me Grammy nominated. Nice. Um, but sitting down with his accountant, he said, you know, what do you want to do? And at that time, I, I, I sang a little bit, you know, you know, in my head, sometimes I think I'm a genuine, my wife would tell me to sit down, but you know. She's like, you a genuine. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I even created my own alter ego. I call myself Joe Michaels. So, Joe Michaels. <laughs> so, mixed between Joe and George Michael. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> which uh, get back to that story um, the accountant for Gerald Bird, he said let me show you something and he took me in his office and he showed me the accounting records mm-hmm. of Gerald Bird. and he said what do you see and I'm seeing all of these numbers for artists that I know not know personally but know of and admire mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the, the track and the artists and I'm like man oh I love that song I love that song. Oh, I love that song too. Mm-hmm. And he said, these are all songs that Gerald LeVert wrote. And he's showing me the difference between, that's the artist portion. Mm-hmm. This is the writer's portion. This is the producer's portion. Mm-hmm. He said, which line of accounting would you want to be in? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the writers. I'm like, they make a lot of money. He's like, yeah. The average artist, they don't. Get they totally involved. They right. may get between five or ten percent of whatever that track generates. That yeah. one piece of music. Yeah, that was again another aha moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't think I want to get on the stage and sing no more. <laughs> you know, I can write and I can produce too. You know, so yeah, right. Yeah, my artist and I we had a conversation about that uh, when because uh, we're working on his album. Well, I mean, the album's done, but we're getting released it, and so we were going through the process of doing all the. Um, all the splits, making sure everything was solidified the way it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. And in there, he was like, <laughs> I'm giving the artist this portion. Right. You know, and we were talking about split sheets and typically how when split sheets are re- between the songwriters, it's a world of difference. Not so much the artist, right. especially if I'm the artist. Let's say I'm the artist, you're the producer, and my son's a songwriter, right? Mm-hmm. When that split sheet happens, it's, I'm nowhere to be found. Right. <laughs> and that's the issue. Right. That's the big issue is right. that you have the person who's the artist that's out there performing the music and living the music and kind of just showcasing this talent to the world, but they aren't really getting the bigger part of, yeah. I mean, they get in merchandise and shows. I was about to say, they get their stuff, own right? dynamic of it. You right. Know, the, the touring and the merchandising, because mm-hmm. it's their face on it. Right. They get that. But you as a writer and you as a producer, what if you got remixes, renditions, and and 
uh, mm-hmm. movies, commercials, all of this stuff that your music can be mm-hmm. used, you have all of that. That's right. But, you know, sometimes the artists feel that they need to be tapped into that, and, mm-hmm. and they can't. I mean, that's the business side of it. Right. That's the business side of it. That's right. So what advice would you have for anybody getting into this music world? What would you tell them? Oh, man. Uh, hold on. I ain't got to stretch it out. Stretch it out. Uh, yeah. Uh, first things first, know the business. Mm-hmm. Know the business. Don't be afraid of knowing the business. You have way too much access right now. Where the average us back in the day, we had to either know somebody to teach us, mm-hmm. or we had to go to a library and find out. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you could just Google it. You know, there's YouTube, you know, <laughs> streams about it. You can sit Man. there and learn about it so you won't find yourself in a situation where you regret right. being a part of it. And that's what anything you want to do if you want to be an artist, producer, a radio personality, DJ. Uh, whoever know the background of it and also take your time don't be so anxious to rush into something because you might make a bad decision mm. and you have to have a solid team mm-hmm. um, I got one of the most amazing entertainment lawyers shout out Ursula Langford you the bomb um, they keep you safe yes they do you know um, sometimes <laughs> Because we have a brother-sister relationship, she'll tell me some kind of way. <laughs> she has that unique ability saying, Hershey, no, versus the more professional. But she's professional in the courtroom. But, you know, um, but you have to have those people to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. Um, again, shout out to my wife, Vassir. She tells me no all the time. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, but I want to do it. And she's like, it doesn't fit, but I want to do it. Um Sometimes I just do it, but <laughs> but then she might say, "Oh, it's, it's said, better to ask for forgiveness than it is for yeah. permission, right?" Now That's you know right. I don't push it where it's going to you know hinder our relationship, right? Know, certain things. Right. No, we know we know the boundaries. As husbands, we know the boundaries. Hey, we know where we how far we can go before we trip over and get beat up. Hey, she has the house; I have the man case. Mm-hmm. Just saying. So I got I got my control factor. <laughs> Stay in my little box. No, uh, <laughs> but. It's, again, having a strong team that's able to protect you sometimes when you don't see it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's so much you can give as advice. And I would always say, take the time to perfect your craft. Mm-hmm. Be original and be different. And as I said before, know your domino effect. Because sometimes you could do or say something. That could be a either learning point mm-hmm. or it can be a hindrance for somebody that's taking that information. You don't know who's listening to you sometimes. And they can make a decision based on what you said and it can either help or hinder them. Right. So know your domino effect. Mm. Be nice. There's too much ratchetness out here right now. <laughs> and I'm not Ratchet talking is- about music. <laughs> I'm just talking about this, this world. Right. It's... Um, Right now, the, the the bad and the the most vocal are being promoted. You know, they're being put on top of this is what you should be. Mm-hmm. That's why we got so many bad reality shows mm-hmm. right now. Which I watch none of them. Now, uh, none. It's a guilty pleasure. 
But again, you have to learn the difference between entertainment mm-hmm. and what you want to portray. Right. You know, um, trying to get it's a reality show going, but you ain't gonna see me out there being. Uh uh-uh, uh, you know, I'm not gonna be that person. <laughs> I'm not gonna be that person. Uh uh-uh. uh. Right. And, and fighting with people in clubs and stuff. Yeah, no. But you know, most of that script is so, you know, we know how. Well, now the funny part is that most of that is scripted, but they've implemented it. In their real life. Oh yeah. See, that's the that's the it's thing. It's dumb. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't understand. I just don't get reality TV shows in that sense. I guess it's great entertainment, but it starts for me. It starts to form my perception of that person that that's how their life truly really is. And some of them, are and some of them, that's how their life truly is. And so it makes me go. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually understand on how it got to where it is. Remember that big TV writer strike? Mm-hmm. Reality show took place of that when the writers went on strike, they had to put some content on TV. That's right. So I, I get the understanding of how it developed, but then there's got to be a break somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, there's got to be oh, <laughs> okay, it was nice. Hold on, rapping Duke, you can <laughs> stop right now. We're gonna get back to some content that you know. That's you right. want to have those Cosby shows. We need those. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Dude. Sometimes our culture, sometimes we make ourselves look so bad. <laughs> so <laughs> my There's nothing wrong with being able to speak. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that. We kill ourselves. Like, you ain't keeping it real. Yes, I am. I'm yeah, but we're making money, though. Okay. Making money. Man, I have this question. I'm not gonna ask it. We gotta, we gotta have another conversation because I got like a ton of, a ton of questions about just the stigma within the hip hop, rap community. But one of the things I do want to ask before we, before we end today is how can people get their music on Kiss Radio? What's that process look like? It's very simple. Um, do not send a link. Can't do that. Send an MP3. Has to be edited, mastered, and registered to kissradioshow at gmail.com. We go through music every Sunday and we just review it to make sure it fits the platform. And when I say edited, it has to be radio ready. We are we're we're part of uh, iHeart family. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't play music in public that you're cussing every two words. Right, Phil Flan Phil. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, um, and then you can follow us on Instagram. It's at Kiss Radio Show Live. We're there. Um, we can easily be contacted through there. But the key thing is the MP3 sent to Kiss Radio Show at gmail.com. But if you go to our IG, you can follow myself, uh, Vassir Serrano, and Cornelius George. We got three people that you can link up with and they always get the um, music to our, our team. Yeah, make sure you take advantage of that. I'm just saying. Yeah, most out. We built it. Yeah. You can come. Right. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> we built it, you can come. Yeah. Yeah, see, he, he's dropping all these lines. I need to get like an end of the show line. I got to think of one while before we end. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be effective though. But I need one of them. There you go. Yeah, I need one of them. Concentrate on your music. I don't know. I got to figure it out. I can't, I'm not gonna, you know, use Bill. So being a creative mind, it's gonna come yeah. to you like three in the morning. Right, three. In the morning. Oh, like, my wife gonna be like, "What the? <laughs> what the heck?" She's gonna be like, "What's exactly. going on?" I'm like, "What's 
I'm like, oh, I just had a thought. Now I don't have any more. Right, it hit you so yeah. hard, made you yeah, punch it out of my head. No, but <laughs> <laughs> but man, it's been a wives. pleasure. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. yes, sir. Shout out to the wives, though, man. It's been a pleasure, brother, having you on the show. Hey, greatly hey. appreciate it, man. Greatly appreciate it. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, so before we even end, give them your Instagram. Oh, your my Instagram. I am Core DJ Hershey. That's I A M C O R E. DJ Hershey as the chocolate. The full word Hershey. Hershey. That's right. Yes. Right. And I'll be right there. Bad. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for tuning in to another episode of We Create Music TV. Once again, I am your host, B Vaughn. You can always tune in every Thursday at 7 p.m. at www.wecreatemusic.tv. Thank you very much for tuning in. And. I don't have the tagline right then. I got to figure it out. But thanks for tuning in. We love you all. And, and have a great day. Peace out. <laughs>